Well, first of all, what you need is to understand what all of your assets are, what your content is, okay? So that you can actually say, this is what I own. This is my house, okay? And you basically delineate the fence around it. Your contract is that fence. Think of it like that. Welcome to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sherline. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder. Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Chatting Over Chowder. I am Bethany. And I'm Sherline. And we are the crazy duo of Crackers and Soup, which is a podcast management company that does all of the things that we're not going to talk about right now because we have Sankita Salvaraja with us today. (laughs) (laughs) So Sankita knows who she is and all that she has accomplished. I am going to read her bio to her. Would you care for a story, Sankita? Oh, God. Sure. So this story is about a phenomenal woman named Sankita Salvaraja, who is a principal shareholder and managing attorney of Salvaraja Law PC, a civil transactional firm located in Boston, Massachusetts, with satellite offices in New York, New York. Her practice has an emphasis on general business law and mergers and acquisitions. Clients include technology companies, real estate companies, various food industry companies, manufacturers, and retailers. Her primary role is a strategic advisor to clients and liaison to outside vendors. Corporate governance and advisory board services are also part of her full-time service. Full-service firm. I don't know why I just made up words in your bio. (laughs) I'm here for it. I'm here for all of this. Sankita is a frequent speaker and writer on corporate formation, business growth, and risk management topics. She has served as a panelist for Massachusetts Continuing Legal Education, Boston Bar Association, Massachusetts Bar Association, Lawyers Weekly, Real Estate Bar Association, Connecticut Bar Association, and the American Bar Association, just to name a few thousands. <laughs> Sagita is the founder of Bitsco.co, a business educational platform designed to assist small business and startup founders with short, long-term strategic planning through subject-specific seminars and corporate coaching. Sagita! Hey, how are you? That, I'm listening to that. I was like, oh, some things have changed since that bio came out. <laughs> I, should, I should have sent you the updated, but yeah. I, so I don't coach anymore. I'm more as less uh, like a consult. I just come in and kind of do the drive-by, you know, consultation and give you a plan. And then you work through it at this point. I've realized I like le- leaving coaching to better people. I love that. Because you have to work in your genius and you have to work in what you truly enjoy doing. So you're like, yeah, well, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> the crazy thing is when I've had great business coaches and, you know, we can talk more about that, but like, and I actually advise most of my business clients to get a business coach that can be there as an accountability partner, which is another step up or your advisory board. Right. But for me, I'm more of an advisor than a coach. And I, I learned that the other way, just because my style of coaching is very, very direct. And I just figured the more direct and honest I am, the more money you will make actually. So as a business, so sometimes, you know, it might just not, there's a type of coaching that people are going for in that end. And they're again, better people for that than me. Already dropping gems. Already just like, like two seconds in. People are like, oh my gosh, am I in a diamond mind? Because gems are already being dropped around me. <laughs> Girl, you need to like write a book of pickup lines. Okay? No, truly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is amazing. You should give it to all the dudes out there because some of them need all the help. <laughs> so we are so excited because we got an opportunity to work with you and your amazing co-hosts and creating the the foundation and assisting you with your podcast that's going to be coming out soon. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But if you can describe the importance of uh, people are like attorneys and podcasts, what do they have to do to like with each other? Why is there a correlation here? And I am such a stickler for, for legalities. And it's so important that people understand podcasting can have legal ramifications. Absolutely. So tell us a, a little bit about what they could be, what they are, how 
if you don't have your papers in order, you can have problems? So I think a lot of people might be misconstruing the fact that when you have a podcast, you have a mini business. You absolutely have a mini business. And people are like, oh, no, I'm just getting on the mic once or twice a week and I'm just having a good time. But you're actually transacting with anybody that comes on there, all the material that you're posting on there and how you're distributing it. So everything is a transactional experience for you. And let me be honest, if you have a business, you have a business, if you have a podcast, okay, you're associated anywhere near a podcast, you have or near a business, okay, and as such, you should comport yourself as a business. So that might even mean incorporating yourself as, you know, she said this LLC, or she said this incorporated, and that's the company that owns the podcast, which is considered an asset. Think of this as an asset that you can use to distribute or get money from. Okay, so the whole idea of this just coming on and just like putting it out there, that is your intellectual property. Anything that you're creating, saying and putting out in a medium is considered your intellectual property and how you're going to distribute it. So technically, your why attorneys matter is if you have a business, which you do then sooner or later, you're going to come over to the dark side, which we call legal, okay? You're going to need a lawyer sooner or later, okay? And we'll leave the light on for you because we're here, trust, okay? And then, but the thing is, you're going to need one sooner or later because you're going to be doing transactional activities, such as creating content, which means that you might be sourcing that information from somebody that already owns it. So you have to ask for copyright uh, permission or for you to distribute that. Also, if you have a guest, you need like a guest contract so that you can say, how can you actually distribute their likeness, their image, if you take their pictures or their actual spoken word and how can you distribute their words as well too, okay? And then finally, when you're putting this out on your website, because how are you getting this out there? What if you're on a platform such as Spotify or Apple, they also come with their own contractual agreements. Y'all might read that terms of service, or maybe you don't. Maybe I'm just the one that reads it, <laughs> okay, because that's my happy time. But you, that also is a contractual agreement between that platform and yourself. So you also need to comply with those type of agreements. So you can't escape us. <laughs> just know this, okay? So become friends with us because we're here to help in that realm. So everything from the platform agreement, the guest contract, the podcasting agreement, okay? These are three contracts right away you would probably need, okay? And this just basically protects your rights and also protects the other parties as well too. So contracts are your friend in this way because they allow you to summarize your agreement and your understanding and also plan for and how to enforce that contract as well too. Can y'all tell like I'm a contract lover? I'm a, I'm a, I live for this stuff. This is my zone of genius, zone of excellence, zone of love. I don't know. And it totally is your jam. You're so knowledgeable. And every time we get up on some sort of conversation regarding anything, all of a sudden hours have passed. My eyes are glazed over. I realize I'm starving because <laughs> I could just sit here. And people are like, this is such dry content, but it truly isn't. It's all about protecting yourself protecting your your co-hosts, protecting your business, protecting your brand. And people ask all the time, how do I get sponsors? How can I get sponsors without ever having this, the forethought of, I need a contract for that sponsor. Well, first of all, what you need is to understand what all of your assets are, what your content is, okay? So that you can actually say, this is what I own. This is my house, Okay. And you basically delineate the fence around it. Your contract is that fence. Think of it like that. Your con your house is your asset. Now, anybody that wants to cross over into that fence has to have a contract or agree to your contract. Think of it like that, okay? So it's a very, my house, and you're welcome to come into my house. You just got to pay the price of entry, which is my contract, right? And then with a sponsor, you need to know how they are contributing to your podcast and what they want in return. Welcome to America, nothing is free, right? So you're going to get something back and forth or you're going to expect, there's an expectation that's expected from you to perform a certain amount or they need to give you something and so forth, okay? So again, also, everything is uh, negotiable. You just have to ask. Do you typically find that people come to you and it's a little 
like late at that point, or they've had to learn like a hard lesson? Or do you find that people actually are proactive and come to you beforehand? It depends. Majority of people come in as a reactive and I'm trying to slowly shift that thinking and start using as proactive thinkers or proactive partners in your journey here. Okay. And that also means just being, it's like planning for retirement. You're basically investing in your future assets by having these contracts. Here's the beautiful part. Your contract along with your podcast is an asset. So if you've commemorated all of that, everything from your, especially if you put out a podcast media kit, you can actually say, this is how many downloads we've had. This is technically your subscriber list. Okay. So if somebody wants to buy your podcast, you can easily have that written out in such a way and say, Hey, this is how many downloads we had. This is how many subscribers we have. This is the type of, you know, listener audience that we have that basically ups your asset value. Okay, so start thinking of yourself as a commodity. Start thinking of your podcast as the asset from your commodity. Okay, so you're you're the star, so to speak. Thank you so much for bringing up selling the podcast because this is actually becoming a lucrative way to to get money. Yeah. Or if people are exhausted with the notion of creating more content for their podcast, people are asking, "Do you want to take over my podcast?" Mm-hmm. And there should be some sort of contract or transactional documentation because you never know what's going to happen once that person takes it over if it blows up and it becomes this phenom and then you're like wait but I was the original creator of this and there's nothing that's been exchanged it gets very murky very quick oh that makes my heart hurt it really does when these things happen just because I'm like so preventable, so preventable. Okay. So and like the smallest violin plays in the background, but it's like, so what happens is if you're transferring your podcast to be run by somebody else, but you still retain your ownership, what you're technically doing is a default licensing agreement should be in writing. <laughs> okay. Just to say, Hey, you can use my IP, my name, my likeness, my actual brand behind it, but you are the one that's running it. Okay. All like when you're in business, which you are, let me say it again. Once you have a podcast, you have a business, you have to give up the idea of verbal summaries or verbal conversations, okay, without actually summarizing it into a written agreement, okay? So, verbal conversations can happen, absolutely, but you want to follow that up with a contract or even a simple email that says, This is my understanding as of this date, because a it creates a document chain chain for you. And two, it also can be a point of reference is should there be any miscommunication, you can be like, hold up, let's run the email. Let's see what's really happening here. This is what happened. The idea is to also just, it's not as, it's flimsy in court, but what it does do is it establishes your understanding, your intent as of that day for what you know that to be. Again, nothing trumps a contract here. Okay. So always should be a contract or a modification of that contract. So a contract is also known on the street as an agreement maybe an understanding, a summary. Okay. So just think of memo. Okay. You might hear these street names. Okay. I didn't know if there was a street legal thing. Okay. But apparently. So generally what happens when you're transferring ownership, but you still owner, you still own it, but you're transferring the use or the, the headliner is someone different. Technically you still own it. Now, what if you just completely give the whole thing away and that person is running it, you have no attachment to it, whatnot. You basically transferred it over in a sale if you got something behind it, okay? Or if you got some value beside for that complete transfer. See, details matter here. And we can shred hairs on this. And this is why it needs to be delineated in a written agreement as to who does what. What happens if they blow up to your question, Bethany, is if that's already been defined in that contract that says at that point of transfer is what happens? Do they get, do you get royalties? Do you get, if they hit 1 million downloads, do you get a cut? What all of that. So what you're trying to do when you are negotiating that. So say we get you at that point, God willing, we get you, you're here, you're about to transfer and you're like, well, I need a contract. It comes to you, just drops in your lap. Okay. So you got this. What you're doing right now is thinking about not just the present day of you sending that over, you transferring that over, but you're also thinking about the next two to five years and what you want to get in return for that. Okay. Ideally, you need a lawyer to kind of negotiate this or to talk things out to see what you plan to do, okay? Now, if you want something two to five years in advance, that's going to cost you. It might cost you a little bit more to let go of this this podcast in the meantime, but you might make it up in the back end, okay? So this is how much faith you have in that person that you're transferring this over to, okay? 
always consult with a lawyer. I mean, again, dark side. So So we are having you on because of the importance of this conversation. And Sherilyn and I don't have anything in writing. We have our our stuff trademarked. I know, I know. I'm the worst. And I'm the queen of legalities. I get it. But it's so easy to have. It's It's so funny that you brought up the verbal confirmation and the verbal agreements (laughs) because it's like okay let's do this let's look at how the foundation of our show is going to look but we just completely felt which I blame me because I I am like the legalese in out of the two and we just didn't even have the concentration on we're co-hosts what that means what that means if we have a sponsor that's paying us money, like direct money, how that's distributed. So what advice would you give in regards to people who are co-hosts? So first and foremost, your story is not abnormal. This happens 98% of the time. Okay, I'll be honest. The numbers are high for a reason. And what happens is right now, we're going back to you have a business, okay? What you could do is you could incorporate your business and become an LLC or corporation, and both of you co-own that business, which owns the asset. So what happens is anything that you make from the, the podcast and whatever else associated with it flows up to you in that company. So everything goes into that company and you decide the uh, asset ownership, like basically who owns how much of the company, 50, 50, 60, 40, whatever it is, you all decide. Okay. Or you could have one person who owned it, especially if one person started the podcast and someone else came in, you could say, Hey, let's do a vesting agreement. You stay on as co-host for about a year or six months and we, or we do maybe 20 episodes. Okay. And then at that point you can come on as X, you know, 10% owner of the company, whatever, 40% owner, whatever you all decide as well too. So there's a way to vest that over time for a trigger event that happens. Third, again, it still goes back to owning a company because we want you to put all of your assets in this company because this makes your company more marketable and saleable. Okay. The more your personal names are attached to the actual company and the asset, the less value your company has. So this is the reason it's very counterintuitive, but you want to think of it like this, because when somebody is buying your potential uh, company or your assets, they just want to kind of plug and play, meaning they just want to take you out, put themselves in and boom, they're still off to the races while it fits into their portfolio. Right. So you want to make it as saleable for a potential buyer to just plug and play and just start within the next like, you know, 14 to 21 days. And then, so think about that. So you're just not thinking about the current time. You're thinking about the future as well too, okay? Girl, that makes so much sense because so many people use their name as their podcast name. Like they're like Joe Schmo podcast. But that's so important what you said because if their intention is to either sell it off at a later date, who's to say the person who has the name Joe Schmo is going to purchase your podcast? And I guess that's also why it's important to plan ahead when you are doing something like a podcast you have to think things through because I think a lot of people are like oh let me start a podcast and it'll be fun but it's like you really do you should have a goal in mind whether it's you know three or five years from now what do you want that to look like because I think a lot of people I think a lot of people who started a podcast didn't realize how well it was going to actually do you know what I mean so I think that's a testament to everyone out there is even if you think this is just for fun you know what I mean as Sankita was saying, it's a mini business. So think of what your goal might actually, what you your goal should be in five years from now and plan accordingly. Absolutely, because it's also difficult to think about the future when you're just, you know, two guys and a mic, right? You're just literally, is that a name of a podcast, by the way? I feel like that. Is. I feel like um, that that's a spinoff of, of a porn. <laughs> okay, next show. All right, but this is something where, you know, you're not thinking about that. You're just getting two guys together and you're jamming on some topics, right? And this is, again, this is the 98% that like, oh, we never expected people to actually listen to us. We're just the ones listening to us. And then, so where do we go? Not a bad place to start because, but today is the first day of the rest of your lives, right? So you can actually stick through and figure out what do you want to do with this? And how can we actually dedicate this? Because again, 
this is a business, okay? So everything goes there. Everything goes under that company. Your podcast, your contracts, your trademarks all go under that company, okay? So pick carefully about who owns that company. So if it's between you and your co-host. Can I jump in about picking your partners? I feel like I have a soapbox to just like, just, you know, ride. Girl, on. get on. Let me, let me hold your hand as you step up and rise on that soapbox. I am already on the soapbox. I don't leave it. Okay. <laughs> so here's the deal. While you might have a co-host that you're vibing with, you're great with, and so forth. Okay. And they're great for one season. We'll just call it like season. It's pilot season. Okay. And they're good. That doesn't mean that inevitably they're going to be part of the company. Remember, the company is the big money maker. The company is the one that actually brings you the income does the deals and figures out who gets the assets and so forth. Okay. So when you are trying to figure out who your partner is, and if you're bringing on someone, okay, do the four part equity test. Equity means a, a share in the company, right? We're just thinking about the company right now. So it's the first thing is time. How much time is that person going to give you? Okay. How much is it? 10 to 15 hours, five to 10, whatever it is that would actually make their contribution, move your company forward. Okay. Not this busy time. Okay. We're talking about actual move the needle type of work that's going to get you to the next step. Okay. Two, what are their resources? Do they come with their own customer list? Maybe they also come with the other potential clients for you or sponsors or things like that, like their database or old school word Rolodex. Okay. And just to actually ask who else can they connect you with? What other resources do they have? Maybe they have a particular skill set. Maybe they're an audio engineer. Okay. All these like amazing things that you think that your company for your podcast would actually need to take it to the next level. Okay. Third skill set. What's their skills? Okay. Do they, are they a great on air host? Do they have a personality? Can they bring in people? What's their draw power, star power. Okay. There's many things on this. Okay. So you can pick out what skills that you need because it all comes back to you. You are still alpha of your own company. Okay. And the last is money. Money's cheap because once it runs out, it runs out, the value runs out. Okay. So it's really about doing the four-part test. So time, resources, skill set, money, okay? Are they going to con contribute or get the, you know, studio time or producer time or whatnot? What else? How can they help you? If you get three out of the four, move forward. If you do not, if you get two or less, revisit that in six months, okay? But until then, that person is not, shouldn't be a good partner for you or you want to revisit those conversations, okay? Because people change when you make money and when you lose money. And people run their businesses the way they run their personal lives, okay? So this, these are hard, immutable facts I've found. I've tried to change them. I've tried to change my own perception about them, but I keep seeing it happen. Before I actually went into complete transactional work, I was a litigator and I uh, mediated and actually uh, litigated partnership disputes. So part of the things that I actually deal with is my PTSD from those, <laughs> those cases and what would have worked or whatnot. These are multimillion daily cases, most of them settled out, but a lot of that was mismanaged expectations and not having open and honest communication from the beginning. Okay. So if you have a podcast or, and if you have a co-host definitively have open and honest communication all throughout, have monthly meetings besides your creative meetings, right? Have your business meeting and talk about the, the boring stuff. It's not boring for me, but you know what I mean? Make it, make it sexy, make it fun. Okay. Be like, we're making money. Like, think of it like this. And here's a tip. Your accountant and your lawyer are your profit tools. Again, you want to use them proactively. Again, another P word, proactively for how you can protect yourself. So using them as a protection of your business, a preservation of profit. Think of it like that. Like I'm preserving my future profit by having this contract, um, talking to my attorney and lawyer so they know what's going on so they can be like, no, that's not a good idea. Okay, let's not do that. Okay, or hi, that's sort of illegal, meaning don't do that. Okay. And so all of these things, or hey, you're going to get a huge tax bill if you do this. Let's talk about this. Okay. So again, they could be part of your advisory board, even checking in with them once a quarter and say, this is what's happened. You know, have that. It's, it's important because you still have, ladies chime in, a business. Okay. You still have a business. And I, and I love, all that you have said and all that it encompasses. Because if you think about all of the contracts that you have in order to get your podcast onto different platforms, and Sherline knows this personally because she creates so much cover art from the dimensions to what is allowed on your cover art, because there are so many things and stipulations that Apple has that if you have certain particulars on the cover art, they won't, they won't host your show. No. And you can't argue with Apple. 
Apple doesn't care. They're like, look, this is my contract. These are the stipulations. You either abide by it or you don't. And a very genius attorney once told me, Sankita, a (laughs) contract is an agreement. And you can do one of two, three things. You can agree with all the terms. You can come back with some terms that you want changed. Or you could disagree with it altogether. So Apple is the first one, meaning you got to agree to play. That's it, right? And again, remember how we talked about the fence is the contract in their house? Their fence is like like the walls of Mordor or something because it's like literally you can't <laughs> you can't get it. So hi, we're Apple. What are you going to do? Create another Apple? No, just come on over. Like you decide. We're here, okay? But so yeah, so that, that is when I think about reading a contract critically. If you're faced with a contract, right? So maybe as podcasters yourself, you might get a sponsorship agreement that someone gives to you or you for advertising or whatnot. So don't think that you are at a disadvantage. So everything is negotiable. You just have to ask for it. And don't sign anything you absolutely do not understand, okay? So number one, uh, just to reiterate, number one, you can go through the contract and read critically. Number one, go through what you don't understand in there, okay? Like, what does this mean? How does this work out in real life, in practicality, okay? Number two, what if you all had a conversation already and you disagree with something that should have been in there, should have been in there or was in there, but mis- misquoted or misnamed or just wrong. Okay. So number two, highlight the things that are wrong. Okay. Number three is put in the things you want in there. The, the, if this was, you know, the nice to haves. Okay. And then the second, and then the last is obviously if you don't understand something and you go back to them and ask them, you know, what does this mean? And they can't explain it to you. That's a red flag. That's a red flag, okay? Because ideally, the person that's giving you the contract should know what's in it and what that means and how does it play out, okay? So this all goes with that and say, okay, so if you don't understand, can you bump me up to your counsel, to your lawyer, okay? So that they can explain it to me because I don't particularly understand what your meaning of this is, okay? And how does this play out? And then, you know, that's that's how it is. So make your contract work for both of you. It just makes you give, it empowers you so much because it thinks, makes you an active partner in that negotiation, not someone that's on the receiving end. Now, the best defense is to be on the offense, which means that you have your own contract now going forward. So when you are looking for sponsors, you have it ready. You say, I have a sponsorship agreement. Let me shoot that over to you. And it's e-sign. So whenever you're ready. Okay. So make it easy for them to also sign. Also, you're going to get the pushback too. So anytime you're creating contracts, make sure you look through a lawyer, go to a lawyer if you already have a contract and have them, you know, sex it up. Okay. Just to make sure that it's legitimate. It applies to your state, applies to distribution. So what you're looking for is a business lawyer and or an intellectual property attorney, IP lawyer. Okay. So they can talk about your intellectual property together. Business lawyers sometimes do that. I do that sometimes, but for the heavy duty IP, like filing for trademarks, uh, copyrights or um, patents, we farm that out to IP and patent attorneys. And you are the reason why I knew our client contract was on point. Because when you looked at our client contract, there were just a couple of stipulations that you were like, oh, this needs to be in there. But I was, look, I gave myself an A plus because I was like, yo, so keep the K package. You just, these little things just need to be changed. I was like, this is the best damn thing I've ever created. doesn't matter what I, was, I did in school, in I college. <laughs> there was, there was a warm feeling in my heart for the rest of that day. Okay. Cause I was like, the people are listening. It's getting out there. This is happening. The movement is happening. Okay. Like we're okay. This is, this like solidified my hope in humanity with that. Cause I was like, Bethany, thank God. Okay, like, because just the, the amount of work that you do and the type of people that you're consistently faced with, you need a solid contract, right? I once was like taking on a receptionist or someone to check in. And there was a kind of like a, what is it? A resource company, you know, the ones that staffing company that sent over their contract. I didn't hire them on per, on basis alone. Okay, I was like, what is this? You're working with lawyers and this is the contract that you have. I was like, do y'all want me to edit this? Like, can, I don't know. I had to have like a, can, can we have a chat? Like, I don't, I'm not going to hire you until this is better because this makes me question your level of business acumen here. And okay? some so people I, will, will just continue on because they don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation. What? But that, that conversation is going to save you in the long end. Yes. Okay. So you want to have the hard conversations early to prevent the headaches and the lawsuits later. Let me say this out loud for the people in the back again. Okay. You're going to have to have the hard conversations. You might get heartburn. You might need to like 
seriously be holding on to your teddy bear. You might need to put yourself on like off a of video, but you're going to have these conversations and say, listen, these are my expectations. This is what I'm looking for. Can we get aligned on this? This is what I would like to. So share your vision. So it's almost where you guys align on is really about your shared vision. So if you all agree on the shared vision, all of the rest will fall into place. Okay. But if you're nitpicking over the little stuff, think about, is this worth it? Is it worth, is it going to help my podcast grow? Is it going to get us this, you know, uh, more audience? Is it going to get us that final sale? Like, or this sponsor or so forth? It's not worth it. So you want to say, are you, so when two people are aligned in the final goal or shared vision of actually growing the audience or growing the podcast to reach more people, that's, a goal outside of themselves. But when two people and two partners or two or more people are self-aligned and they're only thinking about their own interests, things don't move as fast. There's a finite end date to that. Okay. So think about that when you can share, you can come to one vision together, unified, things will move faster. And I do find that a lot of people, when they're starting, especially a small business, they're starting off, they feel like, oh, lawyer fees and all that, that's an expense I don't want to like start off with. But you have to understand it is the best investment you can make for your business. Yes. In the beginning, it's going to hurt a little because you're not, you know, you might not be getting enough money in, but at the end of the day, if something were to happen, it's what saves your business. Having that foundation and these things laid out properly makes a world of a difference. And I've always found that the most successful people always, always pass everything through their attorneys, Mm -hmm. everything just because it it saves them. it, It protects them. And I think that everyone out there, you need to start, if you are looking to be successful in something, as far as business goes, you you need an attorney and invest in that. It's so important. I'll even go a step further and say, you know, before an attorney, you need an accountant, okay? Because you need to know where your money's going because you still have a business, okay? So how much money you're spending on, you know, the producer fees, the editing fees and so forth. And just like, check it out because of the fact that it'll help you plan like how much do we need per episode how much does how much is the cost to actually produce one episode if you can break it down you can actually plan ahead and then knowing that number will allow how much money do i need from a sponsor and how much can i actually like know your numbers because knowing your numbers is so empowering to get to that next level and say how, and how much can i save on taxes if i do this if i become a company and get taxed a certain way and so forth now it's funny with a with a lawyer because of the fact that you know you don't you never see your lawyer like who's having like and it's so sad because like i'm not trying to read a lead a rock star life like our work is really felt in your effects of your work right it's it happens when your something needs to be enforced and your contract needs to be enforced or it's felt when oh no we can't do that with this chick she's got that clause in her contract right so you like it creates those boundaries those invisible boundaries is what that contract actually enforces so you're not going to see your lawyer just balling out like somewhere like this is you know where they ball out in the effects of your contract okay so that's really where you need to be focusing on so again getting building those relationships with your accountant and your attorney early on like i said you're going to come over to the dark side anyway okay just come on a, a little early we'll leave the light on for you okay like motel six we're here we're here and you can come on over and then you can have those conversations so using them as your growth partners and your profit partners, like shifting that mentality of, ooh, I should just, you know, the reason why you, Sherilyn, you had mentioned that the most successful people just pass it through their attorney is because they're using them as their profit tool already. They're like, yeah, I, I need to pass it through because they might see something that I might not, right? Your goal and your goal only is to be the best podcast host that you can be, right? You want to delegate all the rest because you're not a lawyer. You're not an accountant. You want to delegate that out to other people that are, that's their zone of genius, so to speak. And I, it's so important what you said in regards to your CPA, because all of our clientele are women who own a primary business. And I say to them, who's paying us? You're paying us. You're your own sponsor. So make sure that you're using us as a, a tax write-off mm-hmm. and B, make Make sure that it's worth your while for your business. So our goal is to create such a phenomenal podcast episode for you that is driving your audience to want to look at your primary business and you can get clientele from that. That is the whole focus and concentration of what we do. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I want to just shine a light back on you ladies is the fact that because you're thinking of the metrics early, right? You, what gets measured gets managed, right? So just thinking about... You know, after you do your first season or whatnot of your podcast, 
take a look at your numbers. Did this drive people to your primary business and how much of that came business? Like, did you make like 5,000 because of this podcast or that was directly related to this? So say on a podcast, you, you know, get out a link and say, oh, we're putting this offer right now. How much of that came from that offer? And you can track that by, you know, even saying like, oh, we were, you were on, you know, soup and crackers today. Okay. So you give a code of like soup 10. So everything you can see of people using that code, you know, that they came from that, right? So you can kind of track that. You got to track the metrics. This is like basic business 101 anyway, right? So this isn't just two guys and a mic. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. It does sound like a porn. Oh God. I just heard myself. Okay. That's going to be the name of the title of this episode, though. Oh, let's not. Oh, gosh. Okay. (laughs) So in order to convince Sankita to be on this podcast and not have to pay her any legal fees, we bought her soup. (laughs) (laughs) So this isn't, oh, I have to give a disclaimer. So just so you know, this is for educational informational purposes only. This does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please consult your own financial and legal professional for any sort of uh, guidance for your particular business. I enjoy the soup. (laughs) I love the legal disclaimer. Thank you. Yes, very important. Has to be said. (laughs) So what soup did you choose? Why? And tell us your experience. I got the chicken and wild rice uh, soup and it was pretty, it came with dinner rolls. And it was a whole box. And I was like, I love the presentation because I'm still a consumer at heart. And I picked it up a couple of days late. So I'm here soup for the next two days, 48 hours of this soup. <laughs> but it was good. And I, you know, I sexed it up with some chicken and some vegetables and I threw some stuff in there. And I was just like, this is good. This is real good. They treat them, they treat us nice here. Just want to let y'all know. Okay. It's what we do. So did you have a ladle? Did you previously have a ladle? I had a few ladles, I did, but I I wanted to use, I wanted to christen this ladle. So I was like, and it came with the yellow polka dot bow. So I'm here, you know, had that bow on my finger and I was like ladling it with my pinky up. It was, it was all nice. It was a whole experience, the whole experience of it. It was great. I think that's what's great about Spoonful of Comfort in general is that they provide an experience when you get that. And I agree with you. I'm such a consumer. So packaging and presentation matters so much to me. So I love it. And I, I still have my little bow too. (laughs) I was in my bathroom on a, like a bottle of lotion. I was like, look, hi, smile, soup. There's there's associations with it now. (laughs) So why I chose it is because I like that. I generally like chicken with uh, wild rice. It's hearty and it reminds me of chicken noodle soup. And it's just comforting, you know, like it's comforting to sit and think and like, you know, soup kind of, I don't know. It solves everything. You sit around with a bunch. So growing up, we had this big kind of cultural stew called cool. And I'm a Sri Lankan by birth. And what it is, is it takes about six hours to make and you throw every kind of seafood and chicken and everything in there, but it's so spicy. But at the end, everybody comes around and gets a bowl and we're sitting there like sweating because it's super hot. And then we have a good time. Like we're sweating together. The family that sweats together stays together apparently. But like, but it's it's a very, very community thing right you you just can't have soup by yourself so every time I had I actually you know called a friend over COVID free all that and then we actually had soup and chilled out so it was a bit of experience I love that story so much <laughs> pause pause for emotion <laughs> like Bethany always says that like one of the things is that she feels like part of the reason she even started doing the whole soup thing is like it's kind of like breaking bread with people you have the best conversations over food and uh with community yeah and it's hard especially during covid to do that so it does especially like hey i've got soup you just got covid tested we're good like the, the added questions now come in of course right and now i'm just hanging out with people that have been vaccinated so like this it's i've added more friends to my little repertoire now like oh we can hang out what was when was your last COVID test? Shoot them over. Let's look at them. You know, and it's it's so important that our guests know that we're not only thinking of them the day of the interview, we're thinking of them all along from the time that we reach out to them and we ask them to be on because we've been very fortunate that we've had a few people that have reached out to us, but every single person that we have on is handpicked by either Caroline or myself. Okay, and we want to honor who they are their genius that they're bringing to each and every episode and just that we see them in the space and they're smashing it. So here's a little gift to say 
We love you. Thank you for Thank agreeing you. to be on. No, it's great. I love that. So I'm so blessed. I have the best job ever. I'll be honest. Like I have an amazing life and I have an amazing job. Like the type of stimulating different types of companies we work with are insane. Like in the sense that we work with disruptive thinkers, right? So in that sense, we have to also remain creative and disruptive ourselves. Like we've got to pick up what you're putting down and then make illegal. Okay. So there's that important part, make illegal, right? But it's still something where law and business is usually five years behind innovation. So we have to find the most closest parallel and make it fit so that there aren't any loopholes that we can find it. Or we find the loophole and we kind of fit that company in there, that new product in there. So it works both ways. So you have to think about it like that. So you're constantly stimulated, constantly thinking of new ideas of ways of thinking of like, why not? Well, like we're why not thinkers. And so it's, it's a great way to go through life and to be able to be exposed to so many people like that. And especially if you're running a podcast right now too, you're also on that edge where you're talking about new or novel ideas or different ways of thinking through different ideas as well too. So you're also a disruptive thinker, but you're also a disruptive, creative doer as well. Okay, so this is a one way of thinking. So please protect it at all costs if you can. I freaking love you so much. All the hearts. So besides listening to Chatting Over Chatter, because you do, whatever, you better. (laughs) Well, what other podcasts do you listen to? And why have you chosen those to talk to 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 us about it today? (laughs) So I originally started off with uh, This American Life. I like uh, little stories about other people. I have a friend who's a British playwright, and I say British for this reason because he normally, he actually says it to himself. He goes, I don't have that stiff upper, stiff, stiff upper lip, meaning in the sense that I have emotion. And what brings out emotion for me is hearing other people's stories and how it's moved them or coming back after 40 years and seeing someone, their adopted mother or something like that, or their biological mother, like stories that have defined them as people. So this American life is probably my connection to that in the sense that I love how uh, different people have different vignettes of their life and how that's affected them and their growth and who they are as people. Another one is Hello Seven by Rachel Rogers. You know, I do like her because of the fact that she talks unapologetically about wealth and about building your business. And she focuses on women as a kind of reducing that wealth disparity that really helps as well too and she shows other seven figure her idea is that everyone should make seven figures that's what's called hello seven hello seven figures right and about how to reduce that disparity as well and i don't get as much time to listen to podcasts as much i do it when i'm like cleaning or walking down the stairs or you know the street or whatnot but generally it's something in the background so i like things that are 20 to 30 minutes so i can chew on it marinate on it and then come back to it and say oh how can we add this or here i'll send out a podcast episode to a friend and say hey i think you should listen to this this will help out your business or something like that so if you all have some besides chatting over chowder besides that if you all have some lists or something that I can look through I'd really appreciate it so I think this American life was the reason for serial if memory serves coming into fruition because I think it was an offset off of serial because I used to listen to this American life like years ago yeah and then it was they had I can't remember what his name was but he was accused of killing his high school girlfriend. And then it was that behind the scenes story and he was still incarcerated and he was of Indian descent. And his, my nephew is going to be so disgusted with me. He's going to be like, auntie, it's blah, 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 blah. But I can't remember the name of it. But I think it all had stemmed from an episode of This American Life and they took it and they just went balls to the wall with it. Right, right. So it was such like a, like the initial... I don't want to say documentary podcast formation, but that podcast alone has been the parent of so many different offsprings. So taking that line of thinking, thinking about it for podcasters listening to this, right? You see how one of your episodes could actually have that ripple effect to others. So why you need to actually protect every episode and the thought behind it, because how serial branched off is obviously they had to connect with the people of This American Life to get the actual background research as well, too. So think about that. So all roads lead back to you in that sense, right? So this is another thing, not to plug your future profit here, but hey, this is what this is about. So just everything has ripple effect. So even something as this, you're thinking, oh, you know, Serial is a huge show or This American Life is a huge podcast, but they all started somewhere. (laughs) 
<laughs> they all started somewhere the first season and uh, how they branched off too. So that full circle <laughs> all connected we all connected okay so tell us about your podcast that is going to be coming out soon so there's a couple one of them that I'm going in with and Bethany and Caroline have been great with their help so I'm with two ladies Ella Butler and Lillian Couture Lily is an attorney, a state attorney. Ella is a real estate broker here in New York City. And we have been doing this thing called 6.30 a.m. Every morning, Monday to Friday, 6.30 a.m., we check in with each other and we give our top three goals for the day. And we've been doing this since August. So it's about seven, eight months now. And in that time, big things have happened. Okay, so Lily's resigned from her job. Ella is doing some family planning. I finished a bot in a new company, but it was that consistent day-to-day like checking in three very busy women right and going through life and we this is our accountability and then we talk about it and every month we get together and we shoot out our goals like what's our monetary goals what's our personal goals for the month and every quarter we get together and be like how to go what are you looking for things like that so our conversations though we call them ditties our real life, right? Because again, business mimics life, life mimics business. And so most of our struggles and our conversations have been real about productivity, about growth, about life as business people. Okay. So in a weird way, it's almost like business therapy because our conversation is such, but we have great guests coming on and uh, we have great books that we read and we're hoping to bring you all along on our journey. But what's great about this is that we also allow, when I started telling people I was doing this, like I have a 6.30 a.m. call or I'm sorry, I can't hang out tonight. I got to go to sleep because the sleep thing is important because I got to be up at 6.30 is the fact that other people were like, can I join your pod? Okay. And we're like, well, three is a lot. Okay. Cause it, it just to corral us all. The reason why we like three is because if one person can't make it that morning, at least the other person has the accountability. And we follow it up in a text chain, like these are my top three for the day. And so we're like, why don't we create something where other people can also create their own pods and what they're looking for and then accountability and working through that, right? Because we come up with ideas on this call and we're like, and it's our support system. And like, you know, we're all in three different places right now, but when someone did something monumental, we're all like raising a glass. You know, so it's that it's your personal hype squad in the morning, your 6.30 a.m. hype squad. Okay. And who doesn't need that, especially now, you know? So anyway, the podcast is an offshoot off of that because we're like, hold up, we're having some real conversations here. This needs to be documented or shared to give enlightenment and start that conversation. I remember when we first had a conversation with you and I got off the call with you, I geeked out to Bethany because I was like, this is amazing. I was like, just being on the Zoom call with all of you, I already felt that much more empowered. And we're, so we're I, we're a trip. So God bless you to try to corral all of this, okay? Because we're two women, we're all opinionated, and we got we got things to say, okay? Our neck gets involved, our whole body gets involved. Like it's just you go hear what you were gonna say. No, but it was amazing, and I it only it really excited me for the future of women in business and everything that we're doing together because seeing what you guys are doing and how you're trying to inspire others, truly it warms my heart and it like gets me hyped up to like have us do our thing and, and keep growing. I think one time me and so Ella has a gorgeous like voice and she talks like that. We're trying to get her to do voiceovers. Okay. But one of the things is like, I think we started a song. We were just like coming up with a song, like to hype up Lily for something she's about to do. And Lily's like, Oh God. Okay. And she got into it. Like this, it gets crazy. Once you get comfortable with your pod, you just gotta gotta get crazy. Or we send each other memes throughout the day and be like, did this just happen? Did we just go through this? Like, can we discuss? So our Diddy, our Diddy is short for discuss. So the next day was like, we have a Diddy. We need to discuss this. What would you do if X person did this and how would you handle it? So we've actually done role plays where like, how do I fire a client? How do I fire a, or end a relationship, a business relationship? Okay. Or how do I just have this hard conversation with my parents about, you know, I don't want to have any kids, you know, these type of things. Right. So these things come up. So it's the level of transparency and the level of disclosure you want to have, but you can make your pod, whatever you want it to be. You three women are all minorities. You guys are all intellectuals. You guys have done exceptional in your careers. And do you advise that your pod be created from people who are kind of in the same place that you are? Or do, or do you advise that some people 
be in their beginning stages, some people be at their end stages and you be in the middle. What is your what is your thought? It really it's a terrible answer. It's a lawyer answer. It's it depends, right? So you can have people on there that's aspirational for you in certain areas of your growth. Like for in business, you want to like leave your company and start your own company right? And someone is already running their own company. That could be bad. The second thing is it could be someone just for accountability and just say, hey, did you do X, Y, Z? So a contemporary right where you're at. But you know how they say always getting a gym buddy makes sure like it actually leads to more weight loss and just you showing up at that gym, right? So this is this. This is your life accountability person. But the thing is, we're more skewed to business just because this is what we do. But there's a healthy dose of life that gets in there too, right? So we are in different relationship statuses. We're in different asset holdings you know, where we are, who we know, and things of that nature. So it's the differences that make it appealing at the same time. If you get someone that's just like you, it's going to be hard to grow. So you need that level of contrast that kind of like rubs you the wrong way. Actually, it rubs you the right way because it takes you to growth because you have to actually grow from your contrast with that. That is brilliant. I agree. I think honestly, the whole concept of of just finding accountability partners. And when most people think of an accountability partner, they think of the gym, you know what I mean? But to find that in business or just in life in general, whatever thing that you need to be held accountable in, I think it's genius. Truly yeah, genius. There's, there's different things that I've done to kind of like hack my own brain for accountability just because, you know, I, I love my couch and I love a good Netflix movie. And I was like, oh, I've got this job thing though. You know, so like, it's like <laughs> try to work there. And I have different ideas that I want to get off the ground. So there's got to be like thing. One thing I, you know, tidbit, I just discovered Cave Day. Okay, caveday.org or caveday.com. Basically you sign on and you get on a Zoom and you're there with like a hundred other people. And they're basically, you have to put your goal for the, at the end of that one hour sprint or three hour sprint. And you, I don't know, it costs like 40 bucks a month. Your first cave is free. Like, you know, you're going into the cave to finish it. How that be cave day? Just gave a shout out to y'all. Okay. But like, it's, it's great for people that need that external accountability as well too. Like I got this goal. So you can join every day, two caves at once, you know, it's like 9.30, 4.30 in the AM to 5.30, it's all the way 5 to 8 PM. You pick a cave, you go in and then you go on Zoom and you change your name. You would say your name and what city you're from. And then what's your goal for the end of that sprint? We call them sprints. And then you get it done and then they do like the accountability and they ask you about that. Like they're not checking your work, obviously, but it's the fact that you're in there. It's that collective accountability that you're looking for as well. So you should try that out too. I've done everything from uh, my calendar is completely regimented for a certain thing. There's so many different productivity hacks. And part of that is also why that 6.30 a.m. works for people. The number one thing that I got from people when I would tell them about this is like, can I join it? And how do we start this? And we're like, oh, you can start it yourself. So maybe for our website, we're going to actually pull people that want to be part of a pod and just take a take a listing and database of that and kind of connect you all together and then set it up. It's easy to maintain and we'll give you guidelines for it. And then y'all off to the races whenever you want. Every time I talk to you at the end of our conversation, my mouth is dry because my mouth has just been open the whole damn time. And like, wow. Girl, you need to copyright. You need to trademark your saying, your slogans, at least, or write a book or your blog and just copyright that as down and just be like, yeah. You know, you, know, you know what this is? This is probably because, A, you've had a lot of games spit at you in your past that you know what good game is, sounds like, right? And what good lines are. And you're just like, mm. I learned from the best osmosis, osmosis. Okay. It's not though. It truly is vibing and engaging and speaking with incredible people. Like this isn't just game that I just have at the top of my head. Like, Oh, I have to spit this to Sankita check. And then this, I'm going to get Keith with this one. Check. No, yeah. Like it's truly jaw dropping every single time I talk to you like my mouth is dry like it's like oh. I smoked all the weed because I'm, I'm like <laughs> from all, all of your just everything you spit is freaking gold well I, I appreciate that because I ideally you want I want it to be relatable so you can understand it and you can apply it so that's really what this is right so what can you take away from this and you know take what resonates with you and leave the rest right and then you know, apply it to your business and see how it can grow your business. That's really what this is. But really, I want to shift the thinking that 
we're 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 here. We're not all terrible, okay? And we're here to help. So <laughs> get us and building those relationships early so that you're prepared for it, right? The best defense is to be on the offense all the time. Okay. Which is a perfect time to segue into our next and last segment, which is Sherilyn, hit it. Bisque, please. And what is bisque, please? <laughs> Sorry, I kind of choked on my. <laughs> so, bisque, please is where you tell us everything you're doing, your business. So, what's going on? Anything you want to promote? Where our audience can find you? Okay, so there's a lot going on. Okay, so we just talked about 6:30 a.m. and that's just that's actually a hobby. It's a great way to connect with my ladies. But I run a law firm and we practice in Massachusetts and New York. And what we provide is outside general counsel as business attorneys from incorporation all the way to exit, exit being merger, acquisition, sale. And ideally, that's the law firm. We also had, uh, we built a little baby tech firm out of that called Startup Docs, The Startup Docs. And it's at www.thestartupdocs, D-O-X, okay, .com. And what that is, is this came about because I was teaching classes in my community and teaching classes to potential business owners. And one of the fears that came up is accessibility to attorneys, accessibility to quality legal care, intimidation, not knowing whether what they created was good. And they would go on the, I'm not going to say the name, but has oom in it. And basically they would go on those type of registration websites and they would create a, a document from that. And which is great because a contract is better than nothing, okay? It's better than a whispered conversation in the back of an alley, right? But the fact is whether their contract protects them fully. So I got tired of cleaning up those contracts that so we created this thing where you basically go on and we pick the top seven most common contracts that most entrepreneurs raise and eight more are coming. And what you do is you can fill out the form and automatically you get a Word document right away to use right away. But these are attorney-drafted, attorney-reviewed documents. But what this also helps is this every purchase comes with a two-week review of your document. So everything that you create, not only is it already attorney-reviewed or attorney-created, but you can also customize it even further. Just fill out another form and we'll send you back the edited, updated thing along with the videos to explain what that is. And you're automatically into a membership that we get and send you a lot of resources and blogs after that. Like you're in the universe now. And then we, we stay like you haven't got rid of us just yet. And then now uh, you can also form companies for half off 50% off of our firm rates as well, too, because we wanted you to start early and well with an attorney at your side. Like I said, come over to the dark side. Okay. And so this is our way of actually starting that journey early, making it more accessible for business owners and also increasing your comfort with including legal in your profit tools as well. Okay. So that's coming, that's out there and we're growing it right now. It's only in Massachusetts and New York, but we are uh, about to go nationwide by the end of this year. So slowly we're getting on other attorneys that are going to be part of this as well too. And we're adding more documents, even a podcasting agreement coming up in the next two months. Okay. So look out for that. I am so glad I know you. I'm so glad we connected. I enjoy every molecule of your being. (laughs) You're just, and if you are listening, you have to go to the YouTube our YouTube and look at this episode because Sankita has on the flyest shirt. <laughs> she gave us so much shoulder action. Her shoulder action though, is it doesn't even compare to the information that she provided in this episode and her shoulder action is baby you know what you need to put a ticker for all the lines like ding 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 you know it's like a drinking game so when bethany says a line you gotta drink that's what you need to do okay and you should have a running ticker at the side of this okay if they take a shot all listeners will just be drunk as shit by like 59 minutes in they're just gonna be like done done on the floor don't kill our listeners Sankita. don't do it listen listen just stay home listen to the podcast do not leave the house take your keys away don't operate any heavy machinery okay and get legal with your contracts that's what that's what really they're gonna take with it and they're gonna be like was this a dream you know wake up and all of a sudden i feel more legal you know Someone looks at their wife and they're like, I feel like we need a contract. (laughs) I'm itching. I feel like we need a contract. Like, like there's, it's a rash that's come on suddenly, right? A rash that's in the formation of a C for contract. (laughs) Whatever works, whatever works. 
that we can get you protected. Let's do it. Okay. Thank you so much for your time and your knowledge. Ah, everybody needs to go and see you. Like so many, all the people, all the people need to go and see you. All of your information will be in the show notes. I hope everybody signs up for your startup docs. It's so imperative to whatever you're creating. Even if you are just starting out and you don't think it's going to go anywhere, nowhere, you never know who is watching you. You never know who's listening to you. And you never know when you're going to be the next greatest success story. So thank you so much for setting so many people up for success. Thank you. I'm I'm so glad that you guys are taking me along on your journey, right? It's such a privilege to be part of it too. Like it feels so great. Like every time you guys succeed, Oh, we succeed actually. Like I said, we, you don't feel, you don't see us, but we, you feel our work and we just know that it's working. So again, when you showed me your contract, I was like, oh, <laughs> deep sigh of relief. The sigh heard around the world. I was like, you get this. It's all is right. See, I may act like a goofball, but I retain every damn thing. <laughs> and, and I apply. So it's not only retaining, it's also application of such. <laughs> right, right. Thank you, Queen. Have a wonderful day. Have a great day. See you, ladies. Bye now. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. This episode is sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guest and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay, stay super. super.